Welcome back to Quick Bits. This week, there is a plea in the Rust case. We hear from the Paltrow jurors. The Markle v. Markle defamation suit has an order of dismissal. Cousin Eddie is back in court in the Murdoch saga and more. So I'm going to be breaking all of that down right now. I'm legal analyst Emily D. Baker. This is the Quick Bits, where I break down just the main points of the pop culture and entertainment cases I'm currently covering on YouTube and the Emily Show podcast. Let's get into it. First, in Tuesday's live stream, I covered the entire hearing of A.D. Dave Hall's changing his plea in the Rust case. He was the safety coordinator on the movie set of Rust, and he's the one that is alleged to have handed the weapon to Alec Baldwin and yelled cold gun, indicating that he should have checked it. During the factual basis part of the plea, the prosecutor said that he was the last line of defense, which will be really interesting when they are back in court in May, arguing that Baldwin had a hand in this. If Halls is the last line of defense, then where does that put their argument with regard to Baldwin? Halls pled no contest, meaning he is not admitting guilt, but he is accepting responsibility in this case. For that no contest plea, he received a six-month suspended sentence, meaning if he doesn't follow the terms of probation, he can go into custody for up to six months. This is an unsupervised probation where the terms are pretty minimal. He pled to one count of negligent use of a deadly weapon, which is a misdemeanor. So he has the six months of unsupervised probation, and then he also must complete a firearm safety class, pay a $500 fine, obey all laws, which is a term of all probations, and have no contact or communication with any defendants or witnesses. Most interestingly, though, is there is a very clear provision that he is required to give truthful testimony when and if he is required to testify in any and all hearings and any types of hearings. Does this mean we will see Dave Halls testify at the preliminary hearing in May? I guess we'll have to find out. Moving on to our next topic. The Paltrow jurors are speaking. We have seen three interviews with two jurors. I went through all three interviews in the video linked down below. But what the jurors had to say really is that they believed Gwyneth Paltrow, that her celebrity didn't play in to their decision-making here. They just didn't believe Terry Sanderson's story made sense. And the comments from his friend, Mr. Ramon, didn't ring true with them, particularly the fact that Mr. Ramon said that Sanderson was unconscious for minutes, and yet Ramon did nothing. That didn't ring true to these jurors. It seems that they gave quite a bit of thought to this, and they were all on the same page pretty much from the start when finding that Sanderson was the one who was responsible for the collision on the ski slopes. In Thursday's live stream, I cover the entire hearing from Cousin Eddie in court in front of Judge Newman. He's there with his defense attorneys. That bond hearing occurred on April 3rd, 2023. It was a reconsideration hearing, meaning Cousin Eddie had been out on bond after charged with crimes. He had then gone into custody, and he is now seeking to be released from custody back on bond, which is an amount of money that guarantees him showing up in court. The bondsman had just quite the drip going, an amazing suspenders and bow tie. It stopped the conversation. But this is also in front of Judge Newman, because Judge Newman is overseeing all of these cases, and 
It was John Metters who was there representing the attorney general's office. The thing that became clearest to me from this hearing is how cooperative Cousin Eddie has been with the prosecution. And that was a substantial factor that the prosecution brought up when also agreeing that he should be released on bond. So Cousin Eddie will have GPS monitoring. He'll be required to check in and keep people apprised of where he is. He can go back and forth to work, but otherwise is on house arrest. I wonder if we will see plea deals for Cousin Eddie. Remember, he has been indicted on numerous drug charges in connection to Alec Murdoch, but also for the roadside incident with that suicide for hire. Will we see a Cousin Eddie plea deal predicated on his truthful testimony down the road? I am going to be very interested to see what happens as these cases, all of them, start going forward towards resolution or trial in all the other cases related to Alec Murdoch. The Markle v. Markle defamation suit has been dismissed. For a quick road so far, this is an ongoing or was an ongoing defamation lawsuit filed by Samantha Markle against her half-sister, Meghan Markle. This was filed on March 3rd, 2022. The court's order granting Meghan Markle's motion to dismiss was signed on March 30th, 2023. So just a year into this litigation. Samantha Markle was suing for statements from the book Finding Freedom and other statements that Meghan Markle made to Oprah in that interview that now seems to be wiped from the interwebs. With regard to the statements made in the book Finding Freedom, the court dismissed that with prejudice, meaning you cannot sue again for statements made in that book, or at least can't sue Meghan Markle again for statements made in the book. The court determined that under the law in Florida, Meghan Markle did not publish those statements. She wasn't the author of the book, and the book was published by a publishing house. So she didn't publish a false defamatory statement. With regard to the CBS statements, the court had some pretty strong words for what they thought of those statements and whether or not they're defamatory, but determined that even though they were being dismissed, that Samantha Markle deserved the opportunity to try and remedy the complaint. So there is an opportunity to file an amended complaint here to try to fix it. But the court didn't seem overly optimistic that that would work. What I think we will see is an amended complaint, another motion to dismiss, and we might ultimately see it dismissed again without leave to amend. The court did make a big distinction between the defamation alleged and defamation by implication, saying that defamation by implication is not pled here, even though it's what Samantha Markle's attorneys kept arguing. And I wonder if we will see a change in how they plea this case if they choose to plea it again. Otherwise, this case is done. And then on the podcast this week, and if you haven't listened, please go give it a download on your favorite podcasting app, including iHeartRadio. Todd and Julie Chrisley are appealing their convictions along with their CPA, uh, Mr. Tarantino. All three have slightly different grounds for appeal. The CPA Tarantino arguing that him being tried for just a handful of counts along with the Chrisleys prejudiced him and made it so that he could not get a fair trial because the bulk of the evidence in the trial was about the Chrisleys' actions and what they had done, not about the CPA his attorneys were arguing that he was just doing his job and he did not know that he was facilitating any bank fraud or other types of frauds by the Chrisleys. Julie Chrisley is arguing that the government didn't prove that she participated in any bank fraud or that she participated in the tax fraud and argued that there were errors in her sentencing, also incorporating the arguments 
from Todd's appeal and vice versa. Todd's appeal focused on the errors that the government made in testimony and in evidence. So arguing that the government and the court allowed in testimony that was in violation of the Jiglio case and allowed in evidence that had previously been ruled as inadmissible because it came from an illegal search warrant and also allowing in evidence that was gotten subsequent to that illegal search warrant. These are similar arguments that we saw in the Chrisley's motion for new trial at the lower court level, at the trial court level. The trial court denied all of those motions. The Chrisleys tried to get a stay pending appeal so they wouldn't be in custody while this appeal was being decided. That was also denied. So they are in custody while these appeals are being decided. They are asking for a new trial, which really on appeal is the best hope for an outcome is that it gets remanded to the lower court and a new trial is granted. Whether or not they get to stay in custody or out of custody during the pendency has already been decided. Of course, if a new trial is granted, they will probably make a motion for reconsideration to be released from custody pending a new trial since that can take some time. We will see what happens here. Let me know which of these topics you're most interested in. And are you going to go deep dive into the long form content? Because this is the end of this week's Quick Bits. We're trying to make them even quicker. Quick Bits. <laughs> I'll see you on live stream next week. Bye. For deep dives into the stories that I covered here, you can find them on my YouTube channel at The Emily D. Baker and The Emily Show Podcast. I stream every Tuesday and Thursday. The podcast goes live on Wednesdays. And if you want more Law Nerd community, come join us at lawnerdsunite.com. 